You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. My thing is helping people understand how our brains work so that we can be better and do better in any area of life that's important to us. So as well as bite-sized brain science, I'll be bringing you interviews and advice from experts and guests who specialize in working with entrepreneurs and leaders to help them explore potential, possibilities, and ways to be more effective. And the best bit? We can start right now. Before we start, I'd love to give a shout out to the work being done right now by one of my previous guests, Claire Tchaikovsky and her team at Human Milk. Running a nonprofit is hard enough, but they're having to challenge the censorship they're facing as they try to raise awareness of the science behind breastfeeding. If you'd like to see how they're creatively taking on the big guys, head over to human-milk.com and check out the Sunbloom mural and documentary crowdfunder. What's the relationship between health and business and between our attitudes to these things and the results that we get? Today, I'm talking to business coach, Dr. Vic Manzo, author of Decoding the Matrix, a book written to help unleash potential and accelerate spiritual awakening. Vic's training as a chiropractor gives him unique insights into developing effective strategies for success and indeed unique views on what success really is. We talk about situations when the physical elements we typically describe as healthy just don't add up to health, much as when some of the typical signs of success don't feel like success at all. We discuss how the mind makes a difference that other resources can't, and why having a vision can change your life like nothing else. Vic's story will resonate with anyone who wants to extend their reach in order to maximize the impact of their experience. So Vic, you know, I would love to ask you some questions, first of all, about your background and how that connects to what it is that you're doing now, because we don't have chiropractors so much over here. And I have learned quite a lot, actually, from seeing a few of them myself, because one of the things that I noticed when I filled out an intake form for a chiropractor here was that he made you commit to taking responsibility for your own health. I thought that this was something that I'd never seen before in our healthcare system here. And, you know, when you're faced with this choice of, okay, do I want to take responsibility for my health? And do I want to then, I guess, take responsibility for my thinking about that? It opens up a whole different way of seeing your possibilities, your responsibilities, your attitudes, and so on as well. Is there anything that you can connect for us with, you know, mindset and those sort of attitudes from that uh, that background of yours? Yeah, there's a lot there. You know, chiropractors, are, her whole purpose as a chiropractor is to help the individual adapt to their environment. That's really what we do. And we just use the nervous system to do that. And there's there's things that we do. So if you go to a chiropractor, you get something called an adjustment. And what that adjustment is, it's removing something called, now this is a big word, called subluxation. It's a long, mm-hmm. fancy word. But I tell people, don't get too hooked on the word. Just think of miscommunication because that's kind of what's happening between your brain and your body. And when things, anything in life, when you have a miscommunication, things are just not going to go as well. They're not going to be at ease. There's going to be tension somewhere. There's going to be these different things. And we have this in life. Think about relationships, right? When we have a miscommunication, is the relationship all beautiful and happy? Or is it like there's a lot of tension in the air? Sometimes it's so Mm -hmm. thick you can cut it with a knife. And so there, this is kind of what happens in the aspects of when, when you're going to a chiropractor, we're removing that 
to allow for adaptability. Now, what causes that subluxation, there's a few different things, but one of them that I was, it was hammered into me since I was in chiropractic school was that we 80% of the time you have a subluxation that gets created because of mental, emotional stressors Mm -hmm. in our life. Mm -hmm. When we have too much, it overwhelms the nervous system and it creates miscommunications. It's it's the way the body doesn't adapt as well to the environment. And I always thought that was interesting because I'm like, wow, 80%. So, Okay, you know, the world thinks we're physical, which, oh, mm-hmm. you have a neck, you know, in the United States, it's all, if you have neck pain, back pain, and headaches, you go to a chiropractor. And that's what they do. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, that's only 10%, maybe, give or take, 15%, give or roughly around there. But then there's this whole other component. And so it was always mm-hmm. interesting to me to understand that side of things and wanting to know more about, okay, well, how can I help my patients? Because like you were saying before, he said, you got to take control of your health. And I always tell my patients, this is a partnership. It's mm-hmm. not It's not you come to me and I'm the solution. That that's n- If you think that's how this works, I'm not your guy. That's not chiropractic. Okay. But if, we, if you look at this as a partnership, now I become more of a guidance. I become more of like a, a, a coach in a sense. And I'm going to work. I'm going to be taking care of your nervous system. But then we have to look at other areas of your life so they can bring you whole rounded. And that mm-hmm. approach... Just that, just the way the philosophy is a chiropractic when it comes to that is what I do in coaching. It's yeah. because I didn't want to be somebody who's like, I'll help you make a seven figure business or I'll help you make mm-hmm. more money. That's not, I mean, I'm a business coach. So I, it, there, people come to me because of those things, but it's just like chiropractic. People came to me because they had pain, but then I educated them and showed them other things about how their health really works. And then they became like, okay, how do I, how can I maximize this? How can I have mm-hmm. that life of, Feeling great, having energy mo- every single day, being focused, no mental fog. How do I how do I create that life? And so it's the same thing when I help business owners. It's it's more about then how do we look at how do I can help you well rounded in every aspect of your life, not just in one area. Mm, yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that because um, that that is the thing, isn't it? We can't just go to a healthcare provider or a coach or whatever it is and expect the solution to be in that. In that setting, the solution has to be holistic. The solution has to incorporate everything that we do. All of all of the ecosystem of our lives really has to be taken into account. Yeah, that's one hundred percent odd. I mean, it it because every well, the way you do one thing in life, you're going to do it in other areas too. And a lot of times, when I'm working with my coaches the, the, or clients, they'll come up and they'll be something comes up in business, and I'm like, okay, where does that show up in your life? And they're like, that doesn't show up in my life. This is the only area I have it, and I go. Nothing happens in one area only. There's going to be some sort of similarity showing up somewhere else. And I go, if you want to find it and you really want to solve this, I'm like, we have to go look at other areas of your life. And sometimes I'll I'll point it out if I see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, see what you talked about there? Mm-hmm. And it usually happens at a, in one coaching call. We sit in there talking and all of a sudden I'll mention this. And then all of a sudden as we're talking and the relationship comes up and I said, hey, how interesting. You notice in the relationship right here, you know, this part. And they're like, yeah. Like, I know where you're going with this. I'm like, you feel it, don't you? Like, yep, I I see it now. And I'm like, great. (laughs) I'm like, this is how we can make change because I'm not Mm -hmm. here just to, you know, even just like in a chiropractic world, I'm not here to take care of your symptoms. I I don't do that. That's not what chiropractic is. And same thing in coaching. I'm not here just to solve that one little thing. I want to create a massive shift and ripple effect in your life. So we create true transformation so that you actually evolve, you expand and you grow into the way you want to become or who, what you're seeking to create. 
And then, of course, what, what you're saying there about things cropping up in, you know, the same story manifesting in different parts of one's life. That's really important, isn't it? Because, you know, it is it is very much the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories that we have always been told that actually, you know, they, they shape us so much without our even realizing it's the box that we're in that we we can't see and therefore can't get beyond Oh, it's, it's so true. Like, you know, I had some people tell me in the past years ago, like, change a story, you change your life. And I always be like, that sounds way over simple, well, simplified. And they'll be like, mm-hmm. think about this. And then they'll, they'll like, and they'll walk me through it. And I'll be like, yeah, I get it now. Because words define are the fabric to our reality, the words we choose. And so if the words are that powerful, now mm-hmm. imagine when we combine those together and they create a story. That is yeah. a whole nother aspect to where we have to be so mindful and aware of what stories are we telling ourselves. More importantly, because I think that's the bigger one, because we do that often. Yeah. But then also, what stories are you talking about with others and so forth? Mm-hmm. So can I ask you then, Vic, because uh, your your kind of journey, your entire career has has taken you from maybe a start that you probably weren't expecting to end up as a doctor or in this kind of work. What were your stories and how did you undo those? What challenges did you face with those stories? You know, I had a lot of I was never I never wanted I never had an I thought about becoming a chiropractor ever throughout high school i was always like maybe an accountant maybe a chef maybe a lawyer maybe this uh and so it was always one of those things until i had so my take a quick backstory my mom is a fitness instructor and she's been doing yoga for a very long time she's been under chiropractic care since i was one years old and it was one of those things where i saw what i learned and what i was conditioned is that when you eat right and take good nutrition and exercise that's health so that mm-hmm. was the that was the programming I was conditioned and and I, every time I go to the gym to go to once in a while to see my mom's classes or just hang out in the classroom or meet up afterwards you would see pretty much healthy pe- fit people so I was like okay this is what I'm told here's what I'm seeing here's where's this I see it on TV I see it over here so I thought that's what health was and so at 19 years old um, I've been working out for about six seven years now and I've been I've, I was taking I've been taking supplements for, since I was 13 14. And I was doing that life. But what happened at 19 was um, I was playing rugby for Arizona State. And one of the things was every month my health was just getting worse and worse. And I couldn't understand why. Like it was the craziest thing. I was eating. I mean, I was a college kid. I mean, I couldn't really eat as clean as I would like because of financial reasons. But at the same token, I was doing better than most average college kids were. And it was, and I didn't drink much at all. So it was one of the things where I'm like, I just don't understand. And I kept getting, I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to take this supplement. I'm going to do this. And it was just worse after worse. And I was like, I'm in the best physical shape of my life. How can this possibly be? Mm-hmm. And that's where the dawn of me thinking about becoming a chiropractor came because after uh, I went back home for the summer and uh, my mom was like, hey, why don't you go see Dr. Frank? I used to see him a little bit when I was a kid. I had some bedwetting issues and some other things. And so I was like, all right, if you can get me in by like in the next day or two, let's do it. And so she was able to. And that was history. He showed me what was wrong. He showed me other things I had going on that I didn't know, like scoliosis and things like that. And then he was just like, you know, you're going to have to, um, you know, I'll, I'll be able to help you with your symptoms, but you're going to have to have chiropractic care for the rest of your life. I said, no problem. That's my health. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. 
Two months later, all my symptoms were gone. I could not believe it. I thought I had a blood disorder because there was just so many different things I just didn't have, like acne on my back, canker sores in my mouth. I had digestive issues. I had, I couldn't, the light would give me headaches. I couldn't walk outside with the sun. Uh, just weird stuff I've never had before. And uh, so I was just like, you know, all of a sudden, two months later, that's all gone. And um, two months later after that, I was in the best shape of my life physically, which means I was good physically already, right? I can mm -hmm. move a lot of weight. I can run fast. I can do all those things. But my physicality, the shape of my body didn't represent that. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, four months later, 10% body fat, uh, eight pack. And I'm going, I'm not even trying. This is crazy. And it was one of those things where I, I, I the only thing I could reference it back to was chiropractic. Hmm. And so that was that's what led me there. But I had a breakdown that dismantled because it wasn't like I decided to become a chiropractor. I'm like, OK, great. I'm going to be a chiropractor. I fought it. I mean, I changed my career. I went to business and it, but it was things I still had to understand. I'm like, how is this chiropractic thing really going to I mean, I saw it change my life and my mom swears by it. But I'm like, at the same token, I'm like, I just don't understand how, like, you know, I, I was going back and forth like, well, maybe health is this, maybe health is that. But eventually I really didn't grasp the whole essence of chiropractic until I was like more into the middle of my, my, when I was in school, that's when I started to go, wow, this is something bigger than I even thought before. And mm. now I look back and I'm just, I, I, I love it. It's a, it's an absolute must. I still get adjusted uh, every single week. Uh, don't miss. I haven't been for the last, uh, what, since I was 19. So at 19 years now. So yeah. Mm. So tell me then, how do you make the, where was the, the segue, where was the transition from chiropractic to business coaching? You know, I've always had a peak interest in the mind since I was a kid. I come from Chicago. I lived, I'm from originally from Chicago. And so I was a big Michael Jordan fan, the Bulls and all that, when the, what they did. And I never understood how you can see one athlete and they're just absolutely amazing at what they do. Mm -hmm. But then you can see another athlete who's more talented. And, you know, they got the size, they have the speed and they're nowhere near that person. And I was like, what? makes a difference here. And so that was an interest when I was younger. But as I was in chiropractic school, I mean, I was challenging myself. I come from a blue collar family. So, you know, financial, being financially stable or just having a lot of money that, that just didn't exist. And so it was one of those things where I didn't want to have that life. So I needed to figure out how do I make this? What's the game? What's these rules to this game called life? I didn't call it back. I didn't call it that back then. But I was trying to just figure out how life works and how can I create success for myself. And so I studied all the best chiropractors and, and I studied so much entrepreneurial motivational stuff and self-help personal development. And I got to the point of success, but I was burned out. I was not fulfilled. Five years, mm -hmm. I hit my financial peak and I'm going, I told my wife, if this is how it is, I, I'm not in. I don't want to be in this anymore. Like it, it's mm -hmm. just too taxing. Like I don't enjoy this. And so we did some soul seeking and I decided to shift my entire practice to be more towards pediatric focused. Um, I just saw what the health of children were going down the road and I just didn't like that. And I felt like that was a bigger impact for humanity uh, if I can educate my little community. And then we started to imply all the things I've learned in the last six, seven, eight years, universal laws, quantum physics, spiritual truths, all these things I've been studying for so long. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stop listening to all the noise, all the information that's out there. And I'm just, mm -hmm. I think I have enough information for now that I want to test this out. So I started to say, I'm going to work less and make more. I'm going to start to, and I just started applying these things and work, and it was all mindset stuff. Like 
seeing, having a vision of what I want to see my practice to be, having crystal clarity in that, visualize, using the tools of visualization. Um, I already meditate and do breath work, but I was doing it more intensely. I started to just, you know, really map out my life in that way and just keep my focus on what I wanted to create. And um, we all of a sudden, within a year, we we're breaking records. I was working less. I mean, I got down to mm -hmm. 14 and a half hours a week working in my office, making what I made at my financial peak, working 28 to 30 hours a week in office. And mm -hmm. so, I was able to do that, but I was working less and I was less stressed. I enjoyed the office more. I had more impact with my patients. And I was like, see, these laws do work and I'm doing it in my own way. And yeah. so that's when I was like, at that point, when I did all these shifts, I decided at that moment of my life, I was like, you know what? I kept listening to self-help and personal development stuff and whatnot. And the information they were giving about like, you have to grind, you have to hustle, you have to sleep less, you have to outwork your competition. I kept going, that's not right. The body doesn't do that. Nature doesn't do that. The, the universe doesn't do that. I'm like, if those things aren't doing that, then there's something wrong because we're all part of the same system. And so mm -hmm. I decided, I was talking to my wife and I said, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to write a book. Uh, my books, I wanted to write a book for a long time. And then finally, I was just like, I'm getting this done. And then four months later, I decided to get into coaching. And I, so I did coaching a little bit on the side while I saw my chiropractic office. And I was doing that for about a little over three years before uh, in December, I decided to make the switch to go full-time coaching. And it was one of those things where I wanted to shift the minds and create an impact uh, and have a bigger reach because I did. So I, I had a I had a big practice. But the problem was, is I had a very small reach in my little town that I was in. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a vision of wanting to help and serve as much as I possibly can. And so I knew if I went into coaching, I can have a bigger reach to help more people and I can help chiropractors, too, on top of that. And now I feel like my reach has expanded out even beyond me. And mm -hmm. that's kind of the main the aspect of making that shift and, and going that route. Yeah. You know, two things occurred to me when you're talking there. Uh, one is the importance of intentionality. And two is uh, you just brought back for me a quote from an agent I had at one point, actually, um, when I was just still designing product and so on. And he said, you know, Deirdre, it is not what you can make. It's what you can replicate. So I think that, you know, this idea that, you know, we we can have very deep, impactful connections with people on a one to one basis is one way of working. But then, you know, there's like you're talking about as well, there's there's reach and there's being able to put our minds to finding ways to repurpose what it is that we do to, you know, to to achieve that reach. And 100 percent. I mean, it's it's one of those things where. And maybe my mom will say I'm a dreamer and my dad would say that too. But it's just one of those things where I want to make, I want to leave this world better than when I was here. But the other reason is too, is I look at my life. Like somebody asks me sometimes, why are you, why I have a goal of writing 30 books and people are like, why do you man 30 books? That's a lot of books. And I said, I don't, I don't care about the accolades or the credentials. I don't care what comes out of that. I go, why? The reason why I write books is just, I wish I had that when I was younger. I mm -hmm. wish I had that piece of information. So it's like me writing to myself when I was a younger aspect, in a sense, like if I was younger, what, what kind of information would I would love to have? It was a pivotal moment for me. But it's just being able to, you know, it's just aspects of being able to just, you know, share and, and just really just help humanity overall raise the vibe so that when we can do that and, and, and really get out of this mental prison, more importantly. Mm. Because we do that so much. My third book talks about it, but it's one of those things where 
I know because I, I saw like all the programming I had and I still have programming. I'm this is this is a process. Mm-hmm. I always tell people this is a process that'll never end. There's always something I'm going to be conditioned and programmed in some way. But it's it's one of those things to just to create that freedom and, and the joy yeah. of what this life is really all about and not get so caught up into the uh, the day to days and the, 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 the hedonic wheel of just constantly same thing over and over. We're, there's more of a purpose of why we're here. Yeah. And again, that word purpose and tying that back to intentionality, you know, because I think one of the things that people certainly coaches starting out, I've seen this a lot, you know, it's very much I don't exactly know what I I know I want to help. I don't necessarily know how or who I want to help. And there seems to be a real kind of scrabble with that, that kind of starting phase for a lot of people, which leads to that hamster wheel that leads to that kind of grind and that constant um, mill, if you like. Whereas when you when you get that clarity, when you've sat with what it is and you've found what the intention is, then you can just, I guess, go down that path. And it does have a level of clarity and a level of, for want of a, you know, this is where we get into, I guess, the abundance mindset where we're, we're definitely above the line. We're not you know, worried about what we don't have or what we might not get if we don't take every assignment that comes along. <laughs> Do you know where I'm? Where I'm? I'm. I'm the, the sort of thing that I'm talking about with this. 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 This mindset. Have you come across it? Oh yeah, yeah. but because the opposite of abundance is scarcity. So it's it's mm. that whole like if I don't take this, then oh my goodness. And you bring up a lot of things, and this is what I want to mention before about intention. Is you 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 know this is the importance of having like a vision because it's so critical. Mm. Uh, in so many ways, like it's it's oversimplified, but it is the most to me. It's one of the most powerful. It's the most powerful thing that changed my life. Yeah. And there's so much because I remember in business school they'll say, "Oh, vision statement's important," but we got to focus on the mission statement. And I'm always like, "Okay." Uh, but then when I got into spirituality, it's like in studying all different spiritual truths. Man, vision is cr- massively important. I mean, billionaires mm-hmm. do this. They, they they use imagination all the time and their creativity, just getting into their mind and visualizing and just tapping into that. And it's a whole game changer, but setting the tone every single day, you know, and you brought up a great point. It's, it's not about what we can make, but what I forgot what you said there was what, not what we can make, but it's what we can, we can do or replicate, replicate and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it there's, but that whole abundance aspect is truly, you know, understanding, you know, where you're, there's always going to be, there's always, there's never not enough, right? That's a limiting belief, right? Even with money, people say, well, there's not, there's not enough money for everybody. Now it's like, there's endless amount of money. It just exchanges hands all the time. And it can definitely be, mm-hmm. you can, t- it's not like you're taking from something. We think we are, but we're not. But anyway, that's a whole nother, the whole nother concept. Whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just again, I, I, I do love that, uh, the, the vision point that you made there. And I think one of the things as well that we have to think about is, you know, you, you can imagine, you know, the, the material aspect of what it is that you are thinking about, but it's really the, it's really the aspect of it that comes from a much deeper place, isn't it? Those are, those are the, uh, the symptoms, if you like, but really what we need to find is the root cause. You know, what is, what is the root cause being, I guess, the purpose what is that purpose that we're driven by? And those other things say, you know, we get to those eventually um, based on, on actually doing that. Yeah. If you, if you focus on your, your why, right, the why overcomes every how. So many times we focus on the how, 
and mm. and it's and it's that's like the worst or the worst place to go because it that's not your job. Like it's not for you to worry about like how am I going to get there? What are we? That 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 you're you're co-creating with whatever you want to call it, universe, God, Allah, Jesus, whatever that is. But the the thing is, is that you need your per, your role, your work. What you need to do is just clearly declare what do you want to, what do you choose to experience. And I always tell people, think of it. There there is such thing as a universal catalog, and you get to choose. But when you make that choice and you're very focused on it and you're very, you, this is what you want to experience. You can see it. You can feel it. You can get, you can feel it in your body. Now, all of a sudden, that's all you have to focus on. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you don't have to do some work because you do. But a lot of times we have it backwards. And this is just my numbers and equations I use or percentages. I would say we we're taught so much do, 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 do. I think that's like 80, 90 percent of the time, you know, and I'm like, we need to reverse that. We need, to, we need to be 80, 90% of the time. This is part of that being aspect, setting the tone, setting the vibration. Where do I, how do I want my vibes every single day? I go, if we do that 80, 90% of the time, and then we focus on the doing 10 to 20, the 10 to 20 becomes monumental because you have laser mm-hmm. focus behind it. So you have this energy behind it. So you may think you're only doing a little bit of work, but with that proper alignment, that exponentially uh, grows that. So it could be two, three, four, five-year efforts uh, compared mm-hmm. to doing it the other way around you know it's funny you should say that actually uh one of my first bosses was renowned for sitting staring out the window and everybody was like what the hell is he doing uh, <laughs> so of course i i had to ask him one day you know what are you doing and he said yeah i'm making money um and that was his his most <laughs> productive time was when he stared out the window and had his best ideas but yeah, you know, this this is something that we talk about a lot in the uh, applied neuroscience as well, is that, you know, we're, we're letting that creative big picture right hemisphere kind of filter through its stuff. And then we can give it to the um, the productive, the list making, the checking and all the rest on, on the left and get it done. So it, it's really it's having the space for those two things to actually work together. And, you know, we. I, I call it the curse of productivity, you know, that people feel like they have to be busy doing stuff all the time. And we don't. We 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 need that space, don't we? We need that kind of wizard aspect of the of the brain to have its free reign to actually get the stuff out, to to have the time to to produce those cracker ideas. Well, it's so true. I mean, you have to have you get you know, everyone, you know, in the world of in entrepreneurship and stuff, it's like they treat the brain like a muscle, like you just gotta keep going, keep grinding and doing these things. And the best mm-hmm. research in peak performance says total opposite, like rest, take time, take breaks, do don't yeah. take naps. You know, that's like and and it's and I, that was a hard one for me because I'm a type A driver person, individual. So I'm always like, OK, how can I max peak performance to get all these things done? And now I'm like, you know, if I feel I'm, if I'm overwhelmed, my brain's firing too much and I can feel like I've been doing too much. I'll take a quick 20 minute nap, reset the brain or I'll meditate. I'll do I'll take some time. And I'm, I'm trying to it's just a, this is a process for me, too, because I'm trying to get better at is just saying, OK, I'm only going to work. I'm trying to shorten my day up as much as I can and be mm-hmm. as effective as I can. Whereas, uh, you know, I'm always like trying to work on this and doing this and working on here. And next to my wife's like, how you doing? I'm like, it's been a good day. So, and she'll see a long list of things I got done. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to I want to be able to, to like slow down a little bit more and be like, just I'm going to focus on a few things. And that's it. And there's really. I just have to do it, right? It's a, you don't try things because I mean, you just set yourself up for failure. So you just have to choose it. But I always I tell people a lot. I'm like I'm trying to create the six. I'm gonna work, I'm gonna create the six hour work week, and that's my that's what I'm trying. I'm I'm working at right now to create for myself. 
We'll see how that goes. I, I, I've done a 14 and a half hour work week, so we'll see. <laughs> I think that's definitely a book that's uh, that's going to hit the, the number one spot, Rick. So uh, we will look forward to that. I want to say thank you very much for sharing all of this with us. It's uh, It's been a very nice conversation. Thank you. No, thank you. I've enjoyed it a lot. I appreciate it. The questions were great. I loved it. Don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all Vic's resources and contact details, as well as a sample of his book, Decoding the Matrix. You're still here? Great. Look, I know there's a lot to choose from out there, so thanks for flying with Ambition Incubator Airlines. And I look forward to seeing you on board again soon. Seriously, though, thank you for tuning in. My guests and I love hearing about what inspires you on the show and what advice has made a difference in your life or work and what you'd like more of. So get in touch. If you want to know about my other work, head over to ambitionincubator.com for details. And don't forget to hit subscribe for more great interviews, advice, and bite-sized brain science every week. 